This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so do you guys have any movies or anything? I got? I'm trying to look for some movies to watch. I do want to watch John Wick 4, but it's three hours long. I've never watched uh, oh, John Wick. I God. just feel like yeah, I've it's not passed me by and I'm fine with yeah, it. Yeah, it's not for you. I can see. Well, the first, the middle two were okay at best, so I don't yeah. know how the fourth one is. But I know Bob loves them. Like he would, Sandy. If you could have another kid, he would name it John Wick. He's another guy, by the way. I love I love Bob Sansevier. He's a very sweet man. Would do anything for you. He's so I love. <laughs> He's a great Bob. guy. Crumpet the orb. That's I'm never gonna not call him Crumpet the orb. I love that. He is Crumpet He's the orb. He's got it written. I can see on his paper. Yeah, he got it oh, written yeah. on a piece of paper. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Crumpet the orb. I wrote it on right the there. paper. Crumpet the I orb. don't forget it because that is too funny. <laughs> You've got Sandy. crazy person handwriting, by the way. Poor Sandy. Yeah. You've got like random things. The way you wrote Dakota is terrifying. <laughs> it's like a capital D and a capital. K and I don't Uh-oh. know why. Look, show yeah. Tom that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's the K is actually backwards. That's it is how terrible. It's like a weird zero. Oh, you're yeah. you're a psycho. I'm convinced you're either a serial killer or you're four. There's yeah. no other option. There's so I, I usually when I write, I write in cursive almost exclusively. And mm-hmm. there was Which is a, so rare. There was a woman on a flight one time who asked me. She goes, uh, "What language is that?" <laughs> <laughs> English? Do you know how much time in school we spent to learning cursive only to never use it ever? Ever again, yep. Constantly. I had hours. That's why you were talking about going to the right school, man. I had hours of my life dedicated to worksheets worth cursive. Were you guys in the business soon enough to to be asked for your autograph? Nobody's ever asked me for my Because that doesn't happen anymore at all. No. I mean, we used to have like autograph things in Vegas and Key West and all the rest of it. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody. Does it, it. You're right, because it's all pictures. Yeah, everybody yep, wants a picture. Is. Everybody wants a picture. However, yep. there is a woman who is making money hand over fist by uh, giving you an exclusive signature. She's on TikTok. You find this woman. I can't remember her name, but uh, my buddy Brian, who actually owns Golf Zone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, is somebody who paid this woman like 50 bucks and said, give me three versions of my signature. And she wrote Brian in three different ways. And then she goes, and here's how I wrote it. And he has one of the most beautiful signatures you will ever see. Really? really? Yeah, it's, it's great. And she shows you. In fact, I've watched her, um, uh, her TikToks. And then I go back and I'm like, so I make the R like that. And then you, you look at it and you're like, wow, that looks like I actually know what I'm doing. It looks like calligraphy almost. It's beautiful. That's yours? That's yours, Tom? That's it right there. What? It looks like Mammy. Ma- Yo, Mammy boy. <laughs> No, it says Thomas M. Bernard. You can't see that? Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, quit giving everyone your signature. Who cares? You're right. You're right. It does look like it says Mammy. It does look like Mammy. Mammy. It does look like that. Which actually fits as well. It does. It does indeed. No question about it, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus, I don't know. What is with all these stories this morning? After her daughter died in a chain used for sexual role play, a mother set out to find justice. Jesus. What a miserable way to start your Friday. That's yeah, all that's I've got to great. say. That's, um, not, that, that's not good at all, is it? I put in Tom's news story a fun local one about preschoolers who have their own version of Titanic movie here locally. What? Yeah. Um, it, it looks pretty good. It's in the local section. Preschoolers. Right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah check that one out. This. Give us one a go. I love it. Crash, bang, it sank. Minnesota preschoolers make it their own version of the Titanic movie. <laughs> They're preschoolers. This ought to be good. I, I think I'm going to really enjoy this. Yeah. 
The filmmakers, ages three to six, began their project when one student brought in a photo of the ship for show and tell. The tiny movie stars and filmmakers, all aged three to six years old, strutted along a red carpet of rainbow-colored craft paper at the Riverview Theater, stopping often to uh, pose for photos. Uh, snap. Now, where's the Riverview again? I know where, God, I used to go there all the time, but I can't remember where it is. Where's, where's the Riverview? Riverview, I believe, is like, it's South Minneapolis, but it's like 36th and... 42nd. 42nd, that's right, by, yeah. by uh, the Mexican place. Yeah, the, yeah. I believe there's a Mexican place down there, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's the Riverview, that's, mm-hmm. but there is no river to view. There's no river to view, I also, yeah. <laughs> it's really it, weird. The Mississippi River is like... Three blocks away. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. more than that, I want to say it's is like... It more than that? Yeah, it's got to oh. be like, because that's... That's over by Blue Door Pub, and that's still a yeah. good. You got you got some, a couple blocks to walk before you're going to hit the Mississippi River. I wonder how Joe Mangeris is doing because he was ill for a while. Great family that owned that restaurant for all those years. I don't know if they still own it or not, but Joe, if you're listening, great guy. I miss you, pal. Um, they're they're showing a little bit of clips of the video of the movie they made, and they're in this. Oh, that's the little kids. Titanic little <laughs> boat thing they made. The movie looks amazing. I would go see that's that in cool, a heartbeat. Um, that was uh, the school that put it together. Was a school in Roseville, a Montessori. Uh, it's Kinderhaus Montessori in Roseville. It's Montessori, but other than that, don't oh, worry. Oh, thank about. you. For the past two months, thirty preschoolers have been learning about the Titanic and making a short film um, about the ship. So looks pretty looks looks like they had an amazing time. They're gonna have to do something about the Montessori though. What's that? Because it sounds like Hitler named it. No, it doesn't. It does too. It's named Kinderhaus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it meant Montessori. The you word. need to get to Kinderhaus. Get to Kinderhaus. Get to the Kinderhaus. <laughs> get to Kinderhaus. Um, pretty cute. Looks like they had a great time. Yeah, they're having. Oh my God, she's all dolled up in her pink dress and all this. I thing, know. little kid. The event marked the premiere of their movie called Crash Bang, It Sank, and provided a glittering celebration of what can happen when children have big ideas and adults to, uh, uh, adults to help them uh, go full speed ahead. It's just amazing to be here and have gotten the kids' idea to this point, said Gina Hedberg, or Heldberg, excuse me, Gina Heldberg, the head of uh, the school at Kinderhaus Montessori in Roseville. For the past two months, 30 preschoolers there have been learning about the Titanic and making a short film about the ship. They outlined the script, designed the props, and acted out the parts. Although the title uh, summarizes the main plot points, the film also includes a detailed historical timeline and many factoids about the passenger liner that went down in the North Atlantic Ocean in 1912, along with more than 200 friends and family members. Have you ever watched any of the uh, documentaries about the Titanic going down? Uh Uh-uh. There's a guy who was, I can't remember if he was a waiter, a server, what he worked in engineering, what he was. But they said that the guy jumped off the ship and swam in the ocean. And remember, there were icebergs everywhere. So freezing. that ocean was freezing. He should have never lived through it. He got back out of the ocean. He was fine. That's wild. How is that possible? Mm. I mean, there That's has to wild. be a God somewhere, I guess. Because he was literally, there's video of him going, what? That's one of those thoughts you go. <laughs> what do you need to watch? You know yeah. how when you go, is he the luckiest SOB or yeah. the most unlucky yeah. SOB that he was on the ship? Like you know, I mean, like that's where you could go either way with it. If you're an optimist or a pessimist, of where it's does true. this, where does he fall on the luck line? 
A few Google searches and a couple of books later, the preschoolers were deep into their fascination with the ship. We're talking about the Titanic here again. And a little hung up on its luxuries. They even learned how many lemons, 36,000, and oranges, 16,000, were on board. I had no idea that no was true. No idea. Then another student wondered aloud if they could make a Titanic movie. We chuckled about that, joking how that's never been done before. Yeah, never been done before. Not that I can think of. Heldberg said, the students haven't seen the 1990... That movie is 26 years old? Yeah. Holy bucket. Jesus. Their parents say the kids have all been humming, my heart will go on. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> now, she's done performing, I heard. Her, her career is yeah. over. Yeah. Stiff That's, person syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I heard it's terrible. Very sad. So she was postponing all of her concerts. She finally canceled them and until she can get back on track. What a great singer. She God, is, she's a great singer. Everyone loves her, too. They say she's so great to a work very nice with. very nice person. Yeah. Uh, the one thing about her that got a little annoying when she'd do this, my heart goes on. It's like, stop hitting yourself <laughs> in the chest for Christ's sake. Probably, probably the origins of her disease. Well, right? I mean, knocked herself out, exactly. Uh, making the movie didn't just teach the kids an ocean's worth of facts about the ship. The students also learned all the roles it takes to make an independent film. I'm trying to trying to edit down on the story. This is a very long story. Yeah, it's just it's cute. They had their fun night. I just got to show you this clip, too. Um, we got to watch the entire movie by the time you got through this. That's what uh, I'm saying. I mean, yeah. that, the story goes on and on and on and on. They are holding up. Little the boat I know, and I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's so it's funny. Fun and they're, they're walking along, and the ship is bouncing uh, up and down. And the teacher's the iceberg. Yeah, she's just sitting there in this little That's shawl. Very cool. And they uh, did a Lego reenactment. It's pretty cute. Well, how it exciting is. for them, and how exciting to see them get to see that on the big screen, and everyone go. Yeah, no, I agree with you one hundred percent. I think it's see now. This is the kind of education we should be giving our children. Learn about history, learn what it was all about, what caused it, what do you think happened. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of learning that I always enjoyed immensely. Yeah, I know two plus two, what else you got, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also taught them, you know, you work hard and all these people show up to your event, you get to see it, and that, that, that's a huge lesson too. I, I agree. All the time and effort that went in. Also, those teachers, they put in their time. Imagine editing yep. all the things and trying to get just kids to do what they're supposed to be doing. Pretty cool. Okay, nice headline you, you sent me. What? Alligator tries to eat snorkeler's head. <laughs> what? Oh my God. I was on an alligator <laughs> kick last week. Yeah. Yeah, you were on an. You were. Yeah. But that's not a real alligator, is it? Holy Christ, that thing looks vicious. Um. Well. Oh my God, that thing looks mad. Yeah, that thing looks pissed off. I'm gonna whip your ass. Australian man frees his head from the jaws of a crocodile. Yeah, because they have crocodiles in Australia, not alligators, right? Different deal. I'll have to trust you on that one. I guess that's, that's the deal. That's what I've been told anyway. Marcus McGowan said he was with his wife and friends off Cape York on Saturday when the croc bit him right on the head. Ouch! Oh. Jesus. Now that's got to hurt, don't you think? Must not have been that big of a croc. He bites you on the head and you can talk about it later. Mm -hmm. Does it say anything about the size? It says the, uh, I was able to lever its jaws open just far enough to get my head out, McGowan said. The crocodile then attempted to attack me a second time, but I managed to push it away with my right hand, which was then bitten by the croc. What was so, why was the croc being such a prick? That's a great question. Is it just the food thing? He's got all them teeth. He's got a lot of teeth. No toothbrush. <laughs> Holy Christ. I think this crocodile might have been 22 feet long. Wow. Dang. 
thing. Listen, a dinosaur, for God's sake. He's mm-hmm. kind of not great at being a crocodile, though. How do you have a victim in your mouth and yeah. you don't get it, finish the job? Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's Lazy. A very, very good Nobody point. wants to work nowadays. <laughs> Especially <laughs> crocodiles. <laughs> Jesus, what a story that is. Where did you find that? I don't know. The croc story. The depths of internet. It's all true, ladies and gentlemen. Brittany has ruined our lives, and it's just a fact. Another crocodile attack. Another one? What can one say? Do you ever see them when you're in Florida? Alligators? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I walked right up on one going right. There's a kind of a bush going up to the, uh, I guess it would be the 16th tee at Breakers West. It's not there anymore, and the reason it's not there anymore is because of this. Because yeah. I went around the bush and walked right into a croc or an <gasps> alligator. Yeah. Oh. Like, holy. But he just looked at me like, what the hell do you want? And then I hit my tee shot, and he went, you suck. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> Eat yourself. You're the worst. Put your head here. Remember my daughter was like seven, and she walked up to me. She goes, Dad, what's the difference between a alligator and a crocodile? And I was like, well, I believe that you know crocodiles spend a little bit more time in the water submerged, and they have like a more rounded snout, where like an alligator is a more pointed snout. And she, I gave this big, long explanation, and she goes, well, I was going to say one you see later and the other you see after a while. That's pretty funny. Ah, See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. She was sitting there just holding on to that, going, when will this When is this going to end, old man? It's going to stop explaining. The correct answer is, I don't know. What is the difference between an alligator? Yeah, so dig dumb dumb. I didn't even see that coming. Crocodile's a lot bigger, from what I understand. Really? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, alligators a little tinier, a little more like sleek. And yeah, you're right because mm-hmm. we had seen one down golfing in uh, Florida as well. Oh, yeah. And when oh, it, yeah. yeah, we saw it just like its head just sort of pop up, and you're like, "Oof, you know what? I think we're. We'll, we'll, I'll let that ball just lay there. I'll let somebody else get that one." Big tip: if you're going to go golfing in Florida, ladies and gentlemen, particularly Southern Florida, on either side doesn't matter. Be careful; those little black snakes that are only about seven, eight inches long will kill you. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, let me pick that up. Don't touch that. It will kill you. They're just packed with poison, I guess. Florida's unreal. It does not, if you wouldn't go, you wouldn't think it's real. Like when you hear these headlines and these situations, you go, Florida is pretty nuts. Oh, it can be. There's no question about that. There's no, and I I don't know what it's going to be like in the future because how many, like 25,000 New Yorkers moved to New York, moved to Florida in the last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus, Palomino, it's going to get full. Yeah. I love, we love it down there, though. We've been going down there, though, for 30 years, so 35 years, so I guess, you know, we do love it down there. They've been to both sides, like both sides of it. Uh-huh. Ended up on the uh, East Coast because of Louie Nanny and his family were over there, and Jerry Grudel, my buddy, Glenn Mason, former head coach of the, the Gophers, is over there, too. There's a bunch of friends over there, so that's where we ended up. And plus the fact there were other people from Minnesota I wanted to avoid by not going over to the West Coast. Yeah. No, that's not true. I just made that part. Beverly, she's your number one. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly right. Avoiding your mother. That's what I'm doing. She's in Fort Myers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fort Myers, that is a very nice area. And plus the fact having the twins there is a real plus, too. It's so fun. They have, like, numerous days where they go uh, watch them play. But it's I just love visiting her. I, I feel oh, like sure. I'm ready to retire with that lifestyle, that <laughs> golf cart. Yes. That, oh, man, I love it. And we just go hang out at the pool. And I just, it's I love best. I love her retired life. And I can't wait. 
We shall take a break. Be right back in a few minutes. Phil Mackey and Kent Herbeck will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. It's the Memorial Day auction from Air Mechanical. Your chance to save up to 70% on items. Like this. You can save up to 70% on these amazing items and services. Bid now on a super high efficiency plus condensing tankless water heater from Renai. Enjoy an endless supply of hot water. Also bid on Aerosteel duct sealing. Very effective way to improve the efficiency of heating and cooling systems by reducing air leakage. Just go to TomBernardShow.com and enter keyword auction to bid now. That's TomBernardShow.com and enter keyword auction. Tom Bernard here. Are you ready for some throttle therapy? Cruise the water in luxury on a brand new Bennington pontoon from Power Lodge. Enjoy sunset from the water, entertain the kids, and float on the lakes all summer long. It all starts at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge, with locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine of St. Cloud. Hundreds of pontoons in stock across all Power Lodge locations. Your summer fun begins at Brainerd's newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. Enjoy the best days of summer on your favorite lakes in a brand new Bennington pontoon from the Twin Cities newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge in Ramsey. With locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, and hundreds of Benningtons in stock across all locations, the Power Lodge is your destination before you hit the lakes this summer and cruise at sunset. Fun begins at the Lodge, the Twin Cities newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge. Get some throttle therapy on land and water, millermarine.com and powerlodge.com, and you can tell them Tommy sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be ridiculed for the rest of the show because I'm the only one not wearing a hat today. 
It's I hat just, day. I'm out of the mix. It's hat day. So look, I'm being barely, all... re- barely recognized you without a hat today. I'm telling you, honestly, God, I just uh, all I'm very professional. This is the problem. I have a meeting after the show, so I'm, I'm. This is my professional outfit right here. Wow, look at that. What do you think? Uh, uh, I think well, I think the tube socks and uh, and boxer briefs might be a little light on the bottom half. Yeah. I can't see below the fold here on the camera, but you might want to put some pants on. Yeah, you don't want me wearing boxer briefs. Let me just put it that way. That just <laughs> you don't need that. That's all I'm saying. You look dapper today. I look all dapper today. And I literally, I do wear shorts once in a while, not very often, because I literally get stopped on the street going, why are your calves so big? I'm like, yeah, oh, you know. you're, yeah. You, so you're like, like Phil Mickelson? I have like the muscular... massive calves. They're yeah. huge. And it, I, I, that part, my legs were not part of the weightlifting deal either. I just have gigantic legs. They're short, but they're gigantic. Just naturally beautiful calves. Nah, kind of stubby. Okay. That's the problem with the whole deal. Like I said, I'm a monkey because I have a 30-inch inseam and 37-inch sleeve length. That's very monkey-like. But you're our monkey, sir. You're our favorite monkey, Tom. I did not say favorite. Oh, you didn't. You're right. No, she just said said a monkey. Yeah. Now, is Kent with us as well? Oh, he is. Good morning. Oh, there he is right there. Ladies and gentlemen, now I can say the words, Minnesota legend. Hey, I was called a legend on uh, Joe Souchere's show the other day. So you and I are both legends now. What do you think of that? Oh, my. My goodness. I guess I have to straighten up. (laughs) And fly right, baby. Minnesota legend Ken Herbeck Sports is brought to you by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda at the ballpark up north or in your fridge. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Of course, Phil Mackey from Score North. Um, I have to, it's a con, it's confession time in front of the two people here. Uh, with the two people, uh, you know, Phil and Kent are remote. Uh, I am taking full responsibility for the twin season so far. Because I have noticed, and I'm not kidding, and yesterday's game was a perfect example. I tuned into the game yesterday, got home a little late, tuned into the game. They were up, I believe, four to one. I watched one half an inning. They were down five to four. <laughs> I went, son of a. So I tuned out, and I went, ah, oh, Jesus, they're going to lose another one. I just uh, drive me nuts. Game's over. I figured, well, I better find out the final score. The second I tuned out, they just hammered the ball and won the game. This is my anytime the twins lose, it's my fault. I want you to know that. If I had stayed and watched the rest of the game, they would have never won that game. I'm here to tell you. You're the jinx. Yeah, you know what? I did the same thing, Tom, yesterday. I was uh, listening to the start of the game. I saw they went up three to one or whatever it was. And uh uh was out running around doing some stuff out and cleaning up the yard and, and I came back in. And uh, flipped the TV on. Daughter and I were watching it, and boom, 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 boom. The the, the Guardians, excuse me, I almost said uh, Indians. Um, yeah, they what they threw a five spot on them there in the yeah. sixth inning. And I yeah. went, oh, geez, perfect. I just turned on the TV at a perfect time, and I went, oh no. And then they come back. I, I'm I'm good at that too. I'm good at turning on. But boy, that was a uh, that was a nice comeback. Come, come back win there last night for him and and uh, against Cleveland who has walked them off enough so the the twins returned a favor and walked them off last night so that was nice well I have a question for you because you just said you know because I I still do that same thing it's you know look I understand why you want to get rid of the name the Washington Redskins I understand why you'd want to get rid of that name 
But what's wrong with calling your... Aren't you honoring the Indians by calling your team the Indians? What's wrong with that? Uh, that that's, that's something that's still very debatable, I guess. I, I guess. Know. I don't know. I'd be honored if they call it the Minnesota Bernards. Huh? <laughs> what do you think of that name, baby? I think that was in don't consideration for uh, for a while there, but uh, yeah. Three, four seconds. Down. Three, four seconds, is that what it was? It was <laughs> that's very offensive. Uh, just call it, yeah, call it <laughs> the, the Bernard Show. <laughs> Bernard Show. That's very offensive. Get rid of it. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Doug Sprinthal just walked into studio. God, it's been a long time since. Oh, he, didn't, he doesn't have your mic on yet. Hold on a second. You got it? Now we're good. There we go. There you go. Man, I haven't been in here a long time. This is. Uh... Where the hell you been? Well, it's all modern and stuff. Oh, you haven't been in here since all this stuff was put in? Television? What is this thing? What thing? It's oh, a that's ring Catherine's light. ring light. Oh, it's Catherine's light. ring light. It makes her look good. Oh, boy. She are has you to have the right light. Well, you know, you and I are married to some pretty attractive well, women. Well, that's true. And you know how that goes. But they don't need any additional assistance, I, I agree. Now, look at that. But look how much more beautiful. Oh, it's oh, so hot. Look at how You're beautiful. Glowing. I'm ready for my second husband. <laughs> oh, yeah. well. It's very expensive. That's not very nice, <laughs> now, is it? Just so you know. <laughs> but, yes. Did get, you bring donuts? Yeah, did you bring donuts? I did not bring donuts. Damn, it's National Donut Day, for God's sake. Brought some (laughs) t-shirts with dicks on them, though. (laughs) uh, Would you leave me alone? They call those dickies. Dickies. Yeah, it's it's called a dickie. (laughs) Now, we were just talking earlier about what would offend you in a store, and I said, well, I don't think I'd really care to walk through a a Target store and see a bunch of dicks on t-shirts. And Brittany, of course, went, well, why not? I said, I don't care. She doesn't care. She's never seen one, so she doesn't look know Look at my internet like. history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at your internet. Look at all the porn she brings up every morning. That exactly. was like my favorite line. Did you ever watch White Lotus in any of those episodes? I watched one and hated it. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't like it. But the, the grandfather at one point is talking about somebody who exposed himself, and he goes, you know, it's a penis for crying out loud. It's not like it's a sunset. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good <laughs> line, actually. funny, actually. Well, that was in the first episode, wasn't I it, when he whipped out his been. dick? Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, they got the wiener hanging out. I got to go. But, I don't, whatever, you watch whatever you want to I heard this, a lot of people love that show. It's, that uh, was, it, it has become one of my favorite new shows. Yeah, that's yes. what everybody, a lot of people think that way. There's no question It's a weird it. show, you got to stick with it, but the first two seasons are... I love how we've gone from, like, the twins took one from the Guardians last night to talking about penises on White Lotus. Here that's in the last because of what a, Brittany... To my right over here, she's filthy. No, it's because I walked in. I had no idea you were talking to Kent Herbeck. I probably wouldn't have opened with it. Yes, yeah. you, you besmirched you Herbeck. The show once in a while. Yeah, yeah and <laughs> thank you, Ken. Thank you. Kent's making a lot of great points today. First the donut thing, and now yeah. this. Yeah. Kent, I appreciate you being the voice of reason on this show. You are the voice of reason. I tried to be, yeah. <laughs> There's no getting around it. Now, i got to ask everybody this, a question here, because I'm trying to put together this thing it's kind of like an event. At, it's not really at my house. It's in the cul-de-sac in front of my house. Um, Where all the peons hang out. Well, Jimmy, Fran- Jimmy Francis wants to bring over his, his, his meat truck. He's got this, <laughs> he does. He's got this big meat truck. Of course he does. And he wants to grill out. And then I got a call from Tyre, Tyre Carver. He wants to bring his ice cream truck over to it. Oh. I, it's on the 9th. Of, it's, a, it's a week from today, as a matter of fact. Okay. Can you guys, do you guys want to do that? Do you have any interest? Cause, you let me know if you want to do it, because if you don't want to do it, then I don't want to do it. So we'd be eating meat and ice cream. Meat I'm and in. ice cream. Okay, you're in? 
How about the two of you? Does the meat truck have dicks in it? That's what I want to know. If there's a dick on the meat truck, I ain't eating it. I'm just we telling you. We can just make a popsicle just for you. I'll man. have everybody else's share. My mother used to take hot dogs and cut them down the middle so they wouldn't look at all like a schwanz. So then I would eat it. In the military, oh. we weren't allowed to eat bananas unless we cut them up. Oh. <laughs> Are you That's kidding? Because I was an infantry unit. It was so stupid. I was so funny. Oh, God. And I it, guess old people forget how much damage raging hormones do when no, you're 22. No, it was so stupid because by no means is that going to be the differentiator. So, I think the wind could blow and they could get a right. boner. So I don't know why we were worried about. Now, Chris Eggett said he's already in. I would have to talk, of course, to, to Judd about that. Do you guys have any interest in, in a, a, it's only going to be a couple-hour gathering. It's not going to take up your whole night or anything like that. Well, but, so you, you know what I'm doing next Friday, actually? It depends on the timing here. So uh-huh. uh, my wife got me tickets. They're opening up Target Field next Friday, like for the weekend, mm-hmm. for you to golf from the upper deck. Oh, fun. So they have like 18 golf holes. Now you really? Can't, you can't hit anything more than a nine iron because, you know, they don't want people taking three woods off yeah, the IDS yeah. Tower right. downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, so we have a, this sounds really, really douchey, but we have a tea time at Target Field on Friday night. What time? That, uh, that I need to make. I think it's at like six o'clock or something. It's not going to work for but you. They, they want you there like 30 minutes early. And so yeah. I don't know. I don't know what this entails, but I'm going to go and. That's get so buzzed right. and hit some what? nine irons off the scoreboard. Is Judd going too? I highly doubt it. Judd has golfed one time in 25 years. He was telling me he doesn't golf anymore. Yeah, it was. Uh, you should ask him about it. We so he told us he hadn't picked up a golf club in 20 years, and we said, "Oh, we're doing a live broadcast at a golf course, so let's have the audience set an over under for a par three. You don't get any warm up swings. Your first swing in 20 years it. is love from the it. tee. From the tee." And uh, and so he actually triple bogeyed the hole and got. The, I think the audience said it at a quadruple bogey. So that, that's the <laughs> that's only time bad. he's ever golfed in twenty five years. That is yeah. pretty bad. All right. Well, so basically, you're out already. I'm in, but of course I'm in. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm uh, I think I'm going to be in town. I don't know yet. We, we, we're, it's up in the air for me. So. Well, I, only, I live about three blocks from you, so it wouldn't be that far for you to come. You live three blocks from me? Well, not that far. It's Maybe it's three miles. It's not very far, I know that. Okay. Well, let me, uh, yeah, uh, have somebody fire a text off to me and let me know addresses and stuff. Well, I got. I just wanted to make sure that I asked you up front, so I gave you a seven full days to try to duck out of it. there you go all right let's talk a little twins because kent and i tried to destroy the game yesterday but luckily we both tuned out just in time for them to come firing back and win the game which is good news right yeah the boys have been playing all right they had a great series down in uh down in houston um they took took care of the uh the astros i think you can still call them the astros they haven't changed their name yet and uh, yeah, they got a they got a uh, they had some issues, which was kind of weird. That half the team wasn't starting. They had Lewis and and uh, Cabrera or uh, Correa and uh, and Buxton out of the lineup there uh, the last game in Houston, and they end up bombing a ball around the ballpark and score a ton of runs, which you didn't think was going to happen. Um, Louis Varland pitched a heck of a ball game for our. our Minnesota boy here from Concordia, St. Paul, um, pitched a heck of a game for him, and then uh, they come back home here playing the Guardians and, and started off with a with a nice win last night. So uh, 
I don't know. There, there's there's going to be some issues in the infield now with Correa having an issue with his foot. I don't right. Know what, Bill, what you've heard about that at all? But uh, it's uh, it's plantar fasciitis, oh. and he he re-aggravated it Ooh. last night. That's tough. So, and that can be something. It kind of depends on. You know, like how how bad it is, but rest is the only thing that can get rid of it. So he might just have to sit for about a month. But I'm, you know what? After watching Royce Lewis for three games here, Herbie, I don't even know if they need a shortstop. I think Royce Lewis <laughs> covering the entire left side of the infield and hitting eighth and ninth inning bombs all over the ballpark. He's played three games since coming back from the torn ACL. He did do a minor league stint, and uh, he has a what a game winning home run and now a game tying home run in the eighth. To, to send the Twins on their way yesterday, and he just he's a former number one overall pick. He he there's something there's something about him that feels like a franchise player, just from my uh, amateur perspective. That is a that's uh, a it's a good point. But uh, remember, he's walking around on a, on a knee or a couple knees that are are issues. So we have to. I'm sure he's going to be have to you know have to get his rest once in a while to make sure that knee stays healthy. But you're kind of walking around on glass with that. It's great that the guy's yeah. doing well. I'm happy as heck he's back. But, uh, yeah, he, he might not have another issue uh, with it. But, uh, you know, there's always there's always that thing in the back of your mind. you got Byron Buxton who's walking around on a couple legs, I think, that have issues. And, um, and then we talked about it at the start of the season here. Staying healthy is going to be the key to uh, to how this team does. I know they're deep. Uh, it's the deepest I think I've seen their team in a long time. Um, not only in the field, but you know, on the, on the mound, and um, you know that's what's saving them right now is their pitching has done a phenomenal job, and uh, who knows where they could be if the uh, if the offense comes around someday. But uh, like I said, with these guys in the lineup, I don't know. It seems like these guys come up from from AAA, they struggle, they send them back down to AAA, and they go bananas. Like Larnick down there, right, is bombing a ball for him. He had, he had trouble yeah. up here. Walner Matt Walner too. Matt Walner has like four home runs this week or yeah. something. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I think it's it's uh, you know they're getting wins. They're they're winning goofy ways. They won last night, like you said, in in, in a comeback fashion, which was nice. But uh, you know, staying healthy and keeping your uh, keeping your your uh, uh, bulls on the field, the main boys on the field. Uh, but then again, we need help from everybody in the lineup. Uh, yeah. Castro's done a great job. He's been hitting the ball well. Yep. Uh, you know, from guys that are all over the lineup, it, it, it's not going to be one guy every night. I mean, we, you know, I hate to go back to when we played. It, it was such a, uh, our team, if uh, like a guy like Gaetti back in the, in the 80s, G-Man could carry your club for two weeks, but yeah. for yeah. two weeks, G-Man couldn't hit the broad side of the barn, and he knew it. <laughs> he said, right now, I suck. <laughs> you know? But then, boom, he'd come back, and uh, you need guys picking each other up. And, and um, you know, they're in first place. You can't bark about that. Well, they got a two-and-a-half-game lead now, I think, on, on Detroit, who is sneaking up and playing some good baseball. But, uh, yeah, staying healthy, I think, is the big key, and, and uh, keeping that pitching staff healthy. And, and uh, they have some issues in the bullpen once in a while, I guess. But uh, a couple guys have stepped up and done a great job in the bullpen, too. It's true. Hey Tom, can I give you the funniest twin statistic right now? Okay, do me a favor though. But do you have to have to be out by thirty-seven, thirty-eight? Yeah, oh, thirty-eight. Let's get 38. out. Thirty-eight. Okay. Okay. Good. Two two more minutes. I just of, wanted to make uh, sure because I have of, something to uh, tell you before you go. So, <laughs> so Joey Joey Gallo, who is pretty much exactly what 
what Kent just said, you know, the Gaetti anecdote, right? Where for two weeks, Joey Gallo could right. carry your team. Right. For two weeks, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Uh, I, I mean, Gary Gaetti could make contact more often than Joey Gallo, but we're 50 games into the season. Joey Gallo has two more home runs than singles so far. <laughs> That's right. phenomenal. He has 11 home runs, <laughs> nine singles. That's what a story that and is. How many strikeouts? Uh, a few. Let me, let me calculate. Uh, 60, 62 strikeouts oh. in 165 plate appearances. Oh, so that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. But that's who he is. That's who he is. He's, he's, he's been that way his whole career. It right. is true. All right, I have to point something out here because we were just talking about this, playing Houston, all the rest of it, and it brought back a memory for me. <clears throat> and Phil's got to go in about a minute, so I wanted to point this out. When I was a little boy... Uh, I was 10 years old. The uh, team in Houston was called the Colt 45s, the Houston Colt 45s. That was their name. You guys are too young to remember that probably. Right? Well, I yeah. remember that. <clears throat> oh, you do remember that. Well, in 1965, they changed their name. So I'm now uh, 13 years old. They changed their name. I'm at my buddy Frankie's house. My buddy Frankie's dad, let me put it this way, enjoyed a cocktail. Okay, let me just put it that way. I'm watching, I'm watching the game over at my buddy Frankie's house, and they're introducing the teams, and his dad is in the kitchen <clears throat> mixing a drink, hard to believe. They uh, announce the Astros. He comes in. He goes, what the hell are you guys watching? I said, we're watching a baseball game. He goes, well, when did they change the name of the team? I said, this year is the first year. He goes, they changed the name from the Colt 45s to the Houston Assholes. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's off. not quite what it was, sir. I, to this day, don't know if he was kidding or if he was serious. I Although haven't. the year they got caught cheating with, uh, like, the bang in the trash can, yeah, I think mo yeah. most people wanted them to be renamed to the Assholes. Yeah, they did. Right. After that season, it was true. But I, so I, I, I wish I knew to this day. I assume he was kidding, but he might not have been. He might have been enough uh, wheels in to maybe really I think say, that. Was he sip, sipping on the cocktail when he said that? Uh, yes, he. <laughs> was it a day game? <laughs> I don't remember that. That I do he, not he, remember. Well, he might have been a few Colt 45s in when he made that <laughs> Well, see, there you go. You go from the Colt 45s to the assholes, and he's both. So that's good. <laughs> All right, Phil, we will talk to you on Monday, correct, sir? We'll, uh, yeah, we'll be recapping maybe a sweep of the Guardians or the Tribe oh, or whatever we're, whatever we're. We can't call them the Tribe either. The Guardians. Why not? The, Gar Jesus. the Gardos. It's an Gardos. honor to call somebody. If you want to name your team the Minnesota Honkies, I'm all in. Right? The, the Bernards. The Bernards. I like where you're going. The Tom Brainards. That's exactly right. All right, pal. We'll talk to you Monday. See you guys. Ken Herbeck, ladies and gentlemen, with us. So, um yes. Hey, big night! Big night tonight at the ball game, Tommy. It's uh, oh. it's ALS night at the at the ballpark oh, tonight. That's oh, wow. wonderful. Which is uh, Major League uh, all of Major League Baseball is is doing ALS night, which is pretty cool in, in honor of Lou Gehrig. And uh, so that game is uh, tonight, and I, I I think they're all wearing a patch uh, with the number four on it, I believe, on the uniforms, and uh, which is pretty cool. And I am. Believe it or not, can't make the game tonight because I am going up to Duluth for our ALS fishing tournament. The Kohler ALS Walleye Tournament is up in uh, 
up in Duluth this oh, weekend, sure. our, 20, our 28th year we've done this, raising money for ALS, so we'll be up fishing on Island Lake, uh, walleye fishing and bass fishing, but uh, yeah, the 28th year we were doing that, I was a youngster when we started doing this tournament, but uh, raising a ton of money, raised about 280000 bucks last year in, in the fishing tournament, and going to go for that number again, and um, so we'll be... We'll be chasing walleyes on the lake, raising money for ALS tomorrow. Why they raise the money for ALS tonight at the ballpark? Yeah, it's a, how many years have been since you lost your father, Kent? Forty years, forty-one years. What? Yeah. yeah. Honest to God. Yeah. Oh my God! I had no idea that was the case. Yep. Forty-one so, uh, years. Yeah, we've been we've been fighting fighting ALS for a long time here in the Herbeck household, and and uh, everybody around the state. We we made the pretty good project and we got all kinds of stuff going on the fishing tournament the snowmobile ride next february again that's the 25th year we've been doing that terry mm-hmm. steinbach is kind of heading that up uh, his father also passed away from als so Jesus. that's kind of uh, my chore right now in life is is raising money for people to help people out with with als and hopefully find a cure someday i know you only got about one minute left but i will tell you didn't you come up in 81 or 82 81 August 24th. The day before my mother's birthday, actually. I do remember that there we part. Go. And speaking of birthdays, mm-hmm. my girlfriend's mother, Kenny Lou, out in Casper, Wyoming. Happy birthday number. Was it? Uh, oh, I forgot the number. No, I know. <laughs> Good it's job. Okay. Good it's probably, job, Kenny. Probably diplomatic. Yeah, you know what? I don't <laughs> yeah, think exactly. she's mad at that. It's fine. I think you're okay with that. But Happy 39, birthday. 39, I think she did. Do you ever wonder, and I'm not trying to be too sad about this here, but just the way life goes, you come up into the major leagues and one year later you lose your father, man. That that The universe gets very weird sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, but you know what? Um, he, uh, he he sat me down in the bed when he had Lou Gehrig. He sat me down on the edge of the bed and talked to me and said, hey, kid, keep playing the game like you wanted to play. I'll be all right. Go God. for it. And uh, took a lot of pressure off of me and and uh, probably changed my mind right there to say, hey, i got to do something about this disease. So got together with uh, not only Minnesota Twins, but all of Major League Baseball now and a bunch of friends and family that have helped out, raising a ton of money and hopefully doing some good and, and helping other people that uh, have been afflicted with the disease. So, uh, yep, it's wonderful. Here we go. It is true, because I remember when I was a little boy about the same age, my father came to me and said, Tom, I'm going to abandon the family. You got any cash on you? Anyway, same story. It's like looking in a mirror. Like you two. In a mirror. There's no doubt about it. Jesus Christ. Kent, we will talk to you next week. Looking forward to it, pal. And I, I, yeah, seriously, well. all the work you've done to honor your father, man, it's so admirable. It's amazing. You're a hell of a guy. I appreciate that, Tom. And and you guys have a great weekend. Go Twins. Beat the Guardians, the Gardos, or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and, uh, have a Colt forty five and a. And a uh, Killebrew root beer while you're watching the game tonight. And don't be such an astro. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you later, Kent. Thank you, Be sir. good, boys. All right. And girls. See you. Bye, Kent. Bye. Kent Herbeck, ladies and gentlemen. Just another thing in my life, I don't know how the hell it works out. I get to work with Kent Herbeck for the rest of my career. I love that. Yeah, he's he he was sneaky, uh, my sneaky favorite. I didn't I didn't have any like expectations oh, yeah. going in, and yeah. he's always my favorite on Friday. I get really Great excited. Guy. He's just so. I know, what? It's National Donut Day. Why don't you bring is it, donuts? It's just a classic Minnesota totally. guy, Totally. Right? Oh, yeah. oh, I love no, I him. Agree. 
my husband's like, are you in love with Kent Herbeck? I'm like, I might be. He's like, whenever I come back, I'm like, you know what Kent said? He's just so funny. Great guy. And this is the only town where, where guys can do that, I think. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. So my, my, I, when Bud Grant was alive, it wasn't that many years ago that he had a garage sale every fall. He'd give out his address on the morning show. I know. Like, what other NFL, what yeah. other city is going to go, oh, cripes, let's go over to Bud's. Yeah. yeah. You know. I no, know. It's so true. Would it be a gate? I just looked at my messages, by the way, and I, I mentioned that I was going to be hanging out with you today when the show kicked off this morning. I'm going over. It's about a 45, 50-minute drive over. And is I've already gotten several messages this morning, just got another one. Is it called Baldwin Ford? No, it, it was. It um, was. Yeah, the, I remember that. The guy that I worked for and his partner uh, owned five dealerships, and they wanted to have similar names, so it's, it's renamed Flagship Ford. Flagship but it is Ford. in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Okay, Flagship Ford, because yep. everybody wants to go over there. Because I don't, people are not going to mind driving forty-five minutes if they can go buy a car from where you. I work. will tell. Well, that that's really wonderful. It is very. Uh, nice. Our listeners love you, man. Um, th- thanks. Now you're going to make me cry. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You and Brittany tearing up in here. That'll be great. You know, there, it's funny that when the guy that hired me says, "Now, are you going to be okay with the drive? Because it's you know in the summertime, it's fifty minutes to get right, there." Right. Right. I'm like, well, and I'm psyched the first week, so I'm not sleeping anyway. It's a sure know, new challenge. Sure. But I will tell you, uh, I'm, it's a country commute, which is different than commuting to totally the city. Totally different. Yeah. And I've yep. got the Tom Bernard podcast app. I listen to you guys all the way up and then oh my God, and how... the rest of the show all the way back. Thanks, so God. let's tell you what's different about commuting in the country. So I'm yeah. driving up County <laughs> yes, Road F one day. Some kid on a crotch rocket goes by me at 85 miles an hour Whoa. riding a wheelie. It's kind of impressive. <laughs> yeah. Then I come over the hill and there's Mon Pa Kettle doing about oh, 15 no. miles an hour yep. in a 40-year-old Grand Marquis. So I get around them, come over the next hill, and get stuck behind a combine. So it's different it's commuting different. in the country. It's like NASCAR, but That's different. Right, but different, yeah. What a story. So it's been fun. I, you know, I started my career selling Fords, and I'll finish it doing the same thing. And I dig the people. There, you, you're gonna, you're gonna get overrun there today. Just so. Well, you that's know. a nice thing though, getting overrun. Yeah. Unless you're talking about with your car. No, 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 no. Everybody's like, "Do you think he'd be okay if I took a picture?" And I said, "Yeah, I think I think he'd be okay." As long as I can give him the finger. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be great. You're right. That's there, a strong Buster finger. Brown. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see your new whip. As the young kids would say, my new whip. Your Do new they whip? still say that? No, they don't. I don't. I think that no. went out In ten fact, years ago. Was a car, a you car is a whip. Are approaching not being I'm, young. I, I'm You're very aware cool of that. I've, anymore. I've been informed by the uh, McKenna, who is uh, 15. That I'm not cool. Many times she lives on her cul-de-sac. Sure. So if I said whip in front of her, she probably would die of embarrassment. We'll get over it. Really nail her and go with hoopty. Go ahead, Doug, I, I, I'm sorry. I wish I would have known you were at Ford. I just ordered a Ford Maverick like two days ago. Oh, man. Really? Literally. Those I had no cool. idea. Yeah. I literally just ordered one. Yeah. Liar. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. I had to <laughs> I had well, to you'll enjoy that. They're, they're hard to get. You can't find. They're not in stock anymore. So... What most people don't know, Ford came out with a really small pickup truck. It's based on a Ford Edge platform with about a five-foot bed, but they get, you know, the four-cylinder hybrids get like 45 miles to the gallon. Mm-hmm. And they're, I don't know, Rudy, how much is it? Was it 30 grand or so? No, the the model that I got uh, was about 24000 
yeah. brand new, uh, built straight up off the line, twenty four grand. And you're right, about forty. That's why I bought it because for all the road gigs I do for comedy, yeah, right. I couldn't handle getting fifteen miles to the gallon anymore. I'm like, the gas prices are way too expensive. Right. So, yep. yep. Yeah, I wish true. I'd have known, man. I would have come over, but I'll get, I'll just smash this one up in a drunk rage and then <laughs> yep. come on over to use the insurance check <laughs> and order like another a, one. Sure, that's a great Very, plan. Yes. A comedian, yeah, so, right. economical plan. Absolutely. I'm glad Whoops, we're making. Wait a minute, that's insurance. Premeditated fraud. a little, <laughs> but hey. All right, we've got to take a break here, be right back. But so you have flagship Ford in Baldwin. Yeah, they have uh, flagship uh, Chevrolet in Zumbrota, Minnesota. That's a Chevrolet. And then a couple of stores up in western uh, Michigan. Western Michigan? Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay, well, that's cool. I so, think but up for the by lo- Traverse cities. But- so, because we have listeners up there anyway, yeah. so that's good. But uh, so, if you're looking for a Chevy, go to Zombrota. You're looking for a Ford, you go to Baldwin, Wisconsin. You, just if you want, email me. I change my email address. It's Doug at Flagship Ford, and I can connect you with people down at the Chevy store. So, what happened to Doug at I'm the Greatest? What happened to that? It was website? taken. Oh, sorry. Yeah. By Doug Flutie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there you go. Because he could, he was trying to get I'm the shortest, but. Oh, that's kind of cold. Mm-hmm. All right, we do have to take a break. Come right back. We will talk to Timmy Lammers along with Doug Sprinthal. Insta- it is great to have you back in studio. Man. I, I, this is like so high tech and I everything know, works. Like, everything works, well, man. No, we don't the have day. the tie yeah. line crapping out and it's just all the. Anyway, it's all true. Cool. It's all true. I wouldn't say that stuff doesn't crap out too loud in front yeah. of Okay, I'm sorry. Front of Rudy. Well, when I've been listening, it sounds great. And, you know, the breaks are professional. It's well, just the production is great. And the content is good. Just do what I asked you, though. I said, when you say this show sounds great, you got to go, including Brittany. Thank you. I'm, I'm surprised to see that you have a microphone. I didn't think you actually needed one. Oh, you touched I appreciate it. <laughs> I actually feel more comfortable when you guys are being mean to me. And when you guys are being nice to me, I'm like, are they fighting? Yeah, I, I heard like, you about yeah. starting so a ball I, over Hobbs this morning. I appreciate oh, it, Doug. It was, Come it in very strong. Touching. Yeah. It was I love very, that. very touching. It really was. You suck and you're old. Thank you. All right. well, I am yeah. both things. Wait a minute. Did you say that about a Tim Lammers? You suck and you're old? Is that what you just oh, said? Oh, is Tim here? Tim's going to be on right after this, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. You know, I've got to say, I'm feeling fantastic. As you may have heard, I've been following the fat loss program at MNFatLoss.com, and I've lost right about 23 pounds so far. I've been following the program for about four weeks now, a little over that, somewhere in there. And I can tell you it feels great to be going into summer having lost the weight in just a few weeks' time. You will absolutely be able to lose weight like I've done and still enjoy the foods you love this summer. That's a huge part of it. Yeah, to be able to enjoy your summer is huge. I'm eating my favorite grilled steak and chicken along with fresh vegetables and berries, drinking lots of water. No wonder I feel great. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I'm doing, that's about a pound of fat every day, by the way. No exercise required. To schedule your free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Results may vary. Be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. 
There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new Forest River RV Rockwood Rue, 19 expandable trailer, of course, that he hauls from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko. Newmarket, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, full bath, exterior griddle, double door refrigerator, queen beds, and sleeps six every night in the RV Rockwood from the place that is your family-owned guide to RV trailers and truck accessories since 1965. This is Tom. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Niemeyer trailer sales. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. My name is Miles Morales. I'm Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man. And things are going great. Oh yeah, you were supposed to be here five. Alright, whatever. Whatever? Wow. Whatever? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the lovely and talented Tim Lammers. On the Tom Bernard Show. What's up, Timmy? Hey, how are you doing, sir? And of course, I'm brought to you by our friend, not not Doug at I am the greatest.com, but uh, Mr. Bryant. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, Bryant seeking justice for, for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Bryant. I like brilliant. the way that well, sounds so dug at I am the greatest.com. That's not bad. I should, uh, I'll send you, <laughs> do you remember the, the goof version of uh, Mike's uh, uh, jingle that I, that I, yes, did? I do. It was about the Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. Being pissed off at Mike Bryant. And Bryant. <laughs> and if you want to talk need. to a real attorney, call 1 800 Dial Gary. <laughs> yes. Oh, 1 800 Dial Gary. Is that a drunk deal? Yeah. Mike, thought, Mike so. thought it was funnier than else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. How are you, Tim? I'm good. Good to see you again, Doug. Yeah, it's cool to be here. It is very cool. And 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 seeing each other over the internets. Yeah, they've got all this modern technology and the sound is synced up. I know, man. Window right behind you. What do you think of that action, man? It's ginormous. It's ginormous. It's huge. Indeed. Indeed. Well, Tommy, I'm with you on this one today. It's kind of like... Superhero movie. I know. I'm Again. so sick of that. God, it's I mean, all they I, have now. I have to say, I mean, I love superhero movies. I really do, do but just getting at a point now where I just, there's no excitement anymore. Now, mm-hmm. I do have um, The Flash coming up in a couple of weeks, and I have a lot of hopes for that one because Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman. So that kind of takes it all home, back to the beginning, back to you know, Tim Burton's Batman in 1989 and all that sort of stuff. But I think other than that, I wonder, would I have been surprised about that? Well, Spider-Man now, they, you know, the live action stuff was good. I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home was good. And then in between then, they they came out with this Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is this really, really trippy animated stuff. And I don't know if anybody in studio has, has seen that original picture, in 2018, Brittany, you're nodding your head. You yep. saw that one? Into the Spider-Verse, yeah, with uh, Miles, the, the, the cartoon. Miles thing. Morales, yes, yeah. Yes, love. I, I would say 
it was one of those ones I went into. My sister was playing it in her backyard on a um, a projector, and I was like, I'm just doing this for the nephews next to her. And I was like, everybody shut up. This movie's good. I was like, yeah. no more talking. And I ended up watching it like three more times. Stop having fun. I know. Shut up. <laughs> Auntie well, needs to hear the plot. Yeah, well, it, and it's interesting because the the visuals, I mean, the the animation is so unique. It did win, actually, the Best Animated Feature Film uh, Oscar for uh, 2018. So I, 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 I get it. It's different. It, it's like a comic book coming to life. It's like an oil painting at some times. Sometimes, now, not that I've ever used this stuff, but I'm thinking, if this is, is this what it looks like when you're on LSD? Because this is just so bizarre. I can tell you firsthand, it is. There you go. <laughs> I second that. Yeah. Got her locked in, baby. And, and yeah, so never touch the stuff. Never touch the stuff. So it's like, okay. It's never too late to learn, Tim. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I don't need to because Spider-Man uh, Across the Spider-Verse takes us back into the multiverse. And Miles Morales is um, Spider-Man in a different universe. We still have Peter Parker. Um, but, you know, now we're getting into the multiverse and different universes where Gwen Stacy has spider powers. And now all of a sudden we're looking at the spider society where there are hundreds of different versions, iterations or whatever of Spider-Man. But they take different shapes and forms sometimes. Sometimes are spider dinosaurs. I mean, just really, really crazy stuff. And I think what keeps you watching it is that it doesn't settle on one sort of animation. I mean, it's not hand-drawn. It's not traditional, and it sounds weird to say this, but it's not traditional CGI. It's just different, and, and Brittany can attest to that, having seen that. Um, so you get that, and that's cool, but here is where we run into problems. Two hours and 20 minutes long, Tom. Oh, see that for we gotta knock it off. Film, I mean, now I, I have a pretty good tolerance if it's a good film and but it just seems to me that, you know, the, the, an animated film to me is at its best when it's between an hour and a half and an hour forty five. But all of a sudden now we're talking about going down the same route that a lot of these live action films are taking, where they just they can't cut it off at the two hour mark. And this isn't a, my butt's too tired or I got to go to the bathroom sort of thing. It's just, okay, there's a sequel coming to this one. I, pack that extra 15 minutes into that next one and cut that one off or something, you know? It just, it just seems too excessive to me. But having said that, I really do believe there is an audience for this, okay? It's just that I'm to the point now where that cliff is you know i'm almost over it with with the uh superhero stuff but yeah. I, i'm an old dude okay <laughs> i mean my time as far as you know this new generation coming up this is their thing so i get that uh so i'm not going to be a complete uh douche about it you know i get it uh so you know i'm giving it a seven out of ten it, it, it's good i i just Again, I, I just think now it's being overdone, and I've seen it so much before. Right. I mean, Sam Raimi took us to the multiverse with Doctor Strange last year, and that was great. But they didn't overdo it. Here it just seems like it's too ambitious for its own good. I understand that completely. So there it is with that one. I have to squeeze this in, Tom. I'm pretty sure you talked with her 
on another in another place in another time. Mary Tyler Moore. Oh yeah, she was a terrific guest. She was. I I thought she was a very very nice person. Okay, there's a new documentary, original documentary, Uh-oh. Max, Uh-oh. no longer HBO Max, Max. Uh-oh. It is called Being Mary Tyler Moore. And, you know, it's a chronicle of her entire life. Um, obviously, you get the, uh, the Dick Van Dyke show, the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, but you get a lot of her life that we hadn't seen. You know, obviously, she had ordinary people, but there was a tragedy that came shortly after right. the release yep. of that. I yeah. knew that she had lost a child, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that it's public knowledge, obviously. But it's just really when you're watching a film like this and when you kind of put it in the same context of ordinary people, and, of course, her deal with that was right. she was not your happy-go-lucky Mary Tyler Moore in that she was a very different character. And to have that tragedy happen uh, around that same time, I mean, it's a real gut punch. So I personally admired uh, Mary Tyler Moore mm-hmm. because she... Uh, got type 1 diabetes uh, when she was like 32, 33. And she lived with it for over 50 years. She did a lot for JDRF, which is Juvenile uh, Diabetes Research Foundation. She raised $2 billion for that organization. Isn't that so, great? you know, to me, Mary Tyler Moore, you know, all that great TV stuff that she did. And she did a lot of stuff for people culturally, as far as right. women in the workplace and all that with that show. Not just entertainment, but culturally. Yeah, no, you're right. Shift. Um, I just admire her for what she did to help folks like, you know, just in this case, little kids, you know, juvenile uh, kids with diabetes and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and raising the money and doing all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a great documentary. It's tough to watch, though, because ultimately she is gone. And it's sad because along with the great stuff, we do see some of the things that didn't quite go so well for her. So it's it's a necessary watch, though, especially, Tom, if you've interviewed her. You know, it's really funny about that. I was just going to bring that up to you because we only got about a minute left here, I know. But Mary Tyler Moore, Jane Fonda, I can keep going down the list for you. Mm-hmm. You could tell by sitting across the table from Mary Tyler Moore, somebody did some really bad things to her when she was a kid. Well, the one thing that you find out with this film yep. is that her mother was an alcoholic. Yep. And, uh, you know, that was something that she carried with her and, and, and actually had a problem herself at one point. So, yeah, yeah, you get into that childhood thing and that, that, yep. that suffering, you know, of that, that guilt that she felt of, is this because of me sort of thing going on. So, yeah, this is a very enlightening movie. And again, yeah, I could check d- it I out. Bet. But the one thing that I noticed right away, and my wife was watching it with me, this woman was destined for greatness, even mm-hmm. from a kid. You just mm-hmm. knew. So that's really cool when you see somebody that laser focused and uh, it's, it's it, she led an extraordinary life. It died at age 80 uh, just a few years ago. Yeah, she did. And I will say this in her defense, when they found out that she didn't remember which bridge they tossed her son's ashes over, mm. people criticized her horribly over that. I will tell you, if I ever lost a kid, I'd be so damn high at their funeral. I wouldn't even know where I Oh, am. yeah. Oh, yeah. So for people to criticize her over that is really wrong. They, 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 uh, usually, they mm-hmm. use one interview that she did with this yeah. woman, yep. Rona Barrett, yep. in, in, the, in the documentary quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And you could just tell the pain was still there. Oh, God, yes. You know, and not only that, because she had failed marriages, Grant Tink- Tinker and some other people. Don't bring but, up failed uh, marriages yeah. in front of the people on I'm this right show. here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, so she carried a lot of, of pain with her, uh, you know, she throughout did, her yeah. life. 
So, yeah. And then quickly, the Minnesota stuff, obviously, you get that with the Mary Tyler Martin. They actually have quick oh, yeah. footage of her throwing out the first uh, pitch at the Twins game with a Twins jersey did on. She fired so in, did she fire it into the dugout? She did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, she was great. I really admired her. Never had the opportunity to talk with her. Uh, but uh, I'm glad you did, Tommy. That's really, really cool. All right, Pally, we'll talk to you next week. All right, have a great weekend, Dougie. Good to see you. Good to see and you, we'll my friend. Talk to you all again uh, next week. Thanks, Timmy Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, on Tuesdays with family, on Fridays with the morning show, and we will talk to you next week.